We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Monday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parham, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio. Here starting a week headed toward Ole Miss and LSU 2.30 CBS on Saturday. Retiring Eli Manning's number. Got a look at lines today. We'll look at polls. Maybe today. Maybe tomorrow. I don't know. We got plenty of stuff. Eddie O out at LSU at the end of the season. So obviously, this is his first opponent. Yeah, tons, uh, tons there as we uh, get into it. So probably like a little bit of Ole Miss, a lot of LSU and Ed. That's probably what's coming up today. If I just am honest, we'll get some guests to you throughout the week. Also on the Raptors Music and Food Hotline. There is plenty up at rebelgrove.com. Neil's 10 thoughts, a lot of post-game coverage from Ole Miss and Tennessee. Snap counts this morning. Zach's got some stuff as well. So plenty there at our uh, our website, home at rebelgrove.com. Thanks to everybody who took part in our promo that went through uh, midnight last night. We appreciate all of you. Maybe some of you guys are in the stream as well, and we love our longtime listeners also as we uh, get started this morning. So if you're coming to town this weekend, Blue Sky here in Oxford, out on Highway 6 West. Need to go by, where, whatever the backdrop you want to be, take a selfie. When you do that, you uh, can then put it on Twitter. You need to tag Oxford Exxon. You need to hashtag Blue Sky Rebels. And if you do that, you'll be automatically entered into a chance to win a, an official Ole Miss football helmet. They'll give one away this weekend. So take advantage of that. You can also take advantage of the lunch special that's five sixty nine, two sides bread, 32-ounce drink. The Speed Pass Plus app to save money and more. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. that number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. Send him. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can uh, shop that quote around. You can do what I've done. But I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. A guest will join us. On the Rafters Music and Food Hotline, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in uh, Oxford. Uh, Rafters also in New Albany as well. Rafters on the Water is um, it's closed for the season now. But I uh, hope many of you enjoyed heading out there this summer and uh, early fall. But Rafters uh, on the Square be a great place. The town's going to get crazy starting. There's a fly driving me nuts. 
Um, Stuck in a Breaking Bad episode. I know. Kind of feels that way, doesn't it? Oh, <laughs> in so many ways. Um, rafters be a great place to go hang out. <laughs> uh, to go hang out um, this weekend. Ole Miss and LSU will be a, everybody rolling in probably like Wednesday or Thursday, you knowing the way this works. And uh, you can go enjoy a burger, po' boy, uh, great appetizers, full beer selection, um, full bar, the whole deal there at Rafters, music and food on the square in Oxford and in New Albany. Sorry. No, all good. Uh, so, yeah, since uh, we last went, we talked to you on Saturday night. Obviously, that was not in podcast form. Went to you know, a little after 2 o'clock, something like that, in the uh, morning. Still plenty of you guys around. It just kind of got late, and there was not much else to say when we finally hit the uh, hit the button there. Um Neil yesterday morning went to bed I don't know an hour after that a smoke alarm woke me up like two hours it was just chirping 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 and changing the battery didn't fix it which was the interesting thing of my morning it happened this morning too I had another one go off this morning so uh, apparently we're at the stage where they're just all going to go off now for like a week until all the batteries or whatever gets gets changed out maybe you just need to go replace all the batteries good I I mean it's a thought maybe get battery I don't know Seems like a lot of work, a lot of effort, but anyway. Uh, we're going to get to Eddie O in a minute. I, I, I kind of want to wait a second because if I get on that, we're probably not going to talk about anything else for the remainder of the show. Um, fallout, not really fallout, but any uh, final things from Ole Miss and Tennessee. National media on Tennessee fans pretty hard for the weekend, as they should be over the uh, ridiculousness on Saturday night. I still expect a fine and little else. I do not expect any of these huge punishments that some people are dreaming up. They're not gonna, they're not gonna play in front of an empty stadium. They're gonna do any of this stuff. Can I ask a question though? I've asked sure. this a few people. Sure. I don't know. This is not me defending Tennessee at all, uh-huh. but I am curious about this. Sure. What exactly could they have done differently? Seriously. The actual school? Yeah. Very little. Very the, the, little. The security at the stadium, the whole deal. It's 102,000 people. Yeah. Hiring security is very Their version of right Andy now. Frayne or, or Cobra or whatever, there was very little for them to actually do in that. Well, it's hard situation. to get those people to come work right now. They make more not working. Yeah. I mean, it's it's I, a mess. I, so, what, what? I mean, I, I, I'm not defending Danny White and Tennessee, except I'm – their fans are idiots. I'm not defending their fans at all. I am kind of, I think – Asking what exactly their administration could have done? Your problem a little bit, though, and, and maybe the, maybe not. Maybe I'm exaggerating. But I think the potential problem that everybody's grappling with is that if you don't do something kind of that affects the school in some way beyond monopoly money the way everybody sees it, or and I, I hate the word punitive here, but almost a little punitive, does it make it where, not that it's cool, but more accepting for it to be more prominent as we move forward in other places, especially among students? That's my question. I guess so. That would be, I think at least that's what you're grappling with is, do you have to do something beyond the, hey, we have $185 million. I need you to give me 250000 Okay, fine, here. Yeah. 100 bucks. Great. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, it does. I just I, I keep asking. I've asked Frankly, this of, here's what the game should have ended. Yeah. The punitive thing should have been, you know what? Nope. It's over. Yeah, right it's there. Over. Ole Miss wins. This isn't safe for the Ole Miss players and because coaches. Because it's a stupid like, – look, I'm not saying that – look, I, I wouldn't trust that officiating crew to pick out my breakfast in the morning, not figure out when to call a game. However, in saying that, it's a stupid rule to go, hey, you can only call the game if both ADs agree. 
Well, I'm sure Danny White was right on that one. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, even though Danny probably thought, you know what, this is insane. We should stop. He can't say that. He cannot do that because I mean, he's got to live there. Yeah, it's one thing if it's forty-one to nothing or something, but in that moment, Tennessee still had a chance to win the game. I mean, <laughs> and look in an odd way, and look, thank God for our business purposes. But I kind of feel bad for Joe for Mil- the Milton kid a little bit because he made the pass on third down that the kid just didn't catch. It's true. I mean, well, it would have been a hell of a catch. It, it would have, but was I mean, high. the ball was there. I mean, yeah, no, you and I both went ooh. Yeah, like sure. For a second. It was a little bit of a, a moment there. But, no, that's my thing. I just think there's a certain – just a certain kind of punitive nature that they're at least trying to figure out what to do. Because, I mean, look, Sankey's quote was a nothing burger. Everybody goes, oh, strong statement for no, Sankey. No, no, I'm no. like, he didn't say crap. But, like, Sankey's going to get on the phone with Tennessee. He probably did it yesterday. What do you say? That's what I, I kept asking media people that I talked to yesterday. I actually – I think I made a couple of media people mad yesterday. It was private. It wasn't, like, on social media. I just said, what, what exactly is it? Because I genuinely wanted to know, am I missing something here? What is Tennessee supposed to do? What do you do? Their president came out with their chancellor or whatever the title. The president was pretty strong. With a really strong comment. Plowman was pretty strong. I thought Danny's statement was fine. I don't. I don't the, the the coach. I don't hold that against the coach. The coach just comes off an emotional game. He's been going for hours. He sits there and gets asked that question, and in his mind, he's still running over like blitz packages and stuff. He's. I don't, what's he supposed to say in that moment? I, I thought Hypo was fine. He didn't say much. But what are you supposed to say? I mean, you know, what do you do? And so I, I, I don't, I don't know what the solution is. I've had two or three people tell me that I'm on to something about these eight o'clock kicks Eastern time. That you got to figure out a way to move a TV window up an hour. That's the conversation that I think is going to happen. About look, if we're going to play the game on the eastern east east coast time, eastern time zone, we're going to have to move it up an hour. You play a game at six thirty central, okay? You play a game at eight central, it's a little late. Serve alcohol in the stadiums now. And I'm not anti-alcohol. I'm, I'm, I'm pro-serving alcohol in the stadiums. But you have to start having some, some awareness of what the environment is the longer you go. It's fact. Or accept it that stuff like this is going to happen from time to time. And a point that made in the thread, I don't understand how it's not at minimum an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty because you're delaying the game for 25 minutes because of your people. Yeah. That makes no sense to me. Which at that point is not safe to the players. Yeah, I mean. Because now the players cool off, and then you tell the players, hey, hit it again. Oh, yeah. In a sport that has physical contact. It's not baseball where it's a rain delay, and you're like, hey, okay, run out to left field. Yeah. We got to worry about the pitcher being out for a yeah, while. But that's yeah, about it. well, usually, the, usually if it's a rain delay of 20 minutes or so, the pitcher's done. It's a different sport. I just don't, I don't know that. The answer is they should have ended the game. Yeah, that was the. That is the answer. You you end the, the game. rest of it's frankly that that's the punitive thing. Well, even to, I mean even yesterday even to this morning too. I, I I don't get it. I know it's their media. I know they have a bunch of homers. I, I yeah. get that. So I've got to I've got to put that into context. But even now. Oh, well, the anger is so justified because of the bad officiating. No. It's like, my God, the spot was not wrong. No. It was questionable at best. Actually, it wasn't even questionable. They nailed it. I'd like He got it exactly right. They were missing spots all night. They were protecting. It's like, oh, they were protecting Ole Miss. Okay. 
That, that's what they were doing. All right. Come on. Yeah. I, he I, got the spot right. SEC officials are bad. They're, they're really bad. Replay officials are bad. The whole deal's bad. I watched a lot of football Saturday. It was bad. They made up calls. They made, the truth is, they made up a call on the corral fumble. There were two fumbles that they just made calls up. Like, well, I don't know what the hell we do. First, it happened in the Auburn-Arkansas game. The kid for Auburn fumbled the football. Arkansas recovered it like the Auburn 15. Mm-hmm. And they're like, ah, well, we missed it. So, actually, you see the, the, the referee throw the beanie, the beanbag thing. They're like, ah, he hit forward progress. Well, that was not the call on the field. So you change that on replay? And then on the corral thing, the truth is, there were so many whistles in the damn stands that players from, and I've gone back and watched the play. Do you think corral heard a whistle? No, I don't think it. Yeah. I would bet my existence. Because of, like I said. Because Matt stops, about four Ole Miss players stop, and about four Tennessee players stop. And when the Tennessee guy gets to Corral, Corral almost just kind of hands him the ball. I was like, fine, here, whatever. Well, like, look, it was, I, yeah, it was like, okay. I'm not going to pretend to ever be a good football player, <laughs> yeah. but I played enough football, I guess six years of it, to remember that they say play to the whistle. But stop at the whistle. <laughs> stop at the whistle. They stopped. I do think had it been a running back, they would have rolled it a fumble. But here's my point. Here's my point that the yeah. officiating is just inept. Except for maybe with Auburn. Technically, it was a touchdown for Tennessee. Yeah. They went back and made up a call. But they said Matt's forward progress was stopped. That was not the call Instead the of field. saying, hey, there's an inadvertent whistle somewhere, somebody's being an idiot. So we yeah, we got, the we've got a problem. Players clearly stopped. That's the common sense thing. Nobody does common sense now. Now, why? They tried to create a call to make the same result. Almost kind of an end justifies a means because the quarterback gets such benefit on forward progress for safety purposes. Sure. You know what I mean? So, sure. yeah, they created a different call than was actually the call but that's to try not, to result in the same answer. Right, but that was not what was called on the field. So what they did was they were like, well, it was fourth down, so let's just give them the ball here. Hey, we have a problem. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I, I so don't know. I, I don't. I don't know that there is an answer to all that. Yeah, and I don't think some big Tennessee's going to get fined a bunch of money today. So eh, whatever. Oh yeah, who cares? And Tennessee ought to send a check that goes screw you. What the hell? Please tell us what exactly it was we were supposed to have done to prevent this barrage of crap from the stands. What exactly were we supposed to, as an administration? And again, before anybody thinks I'm defending Tennessee fans, I'm not. They're redneck idiots. But I am asking what it was that Danny White and the people that run that stadium and their administration, what is it precisely that they were supposed to do? What is it that they were supposed to do? And if I'm Danny White, I'm on the phone with the commissioner saying, okay, fine, you know, we're going to pay your check. It'll it'll lead it'll we'll give it to some charity or we'll have some big party in Destin when we all get together whatever the case may be but please exactly tell me so that when we have the meeting on Tuesday I can tell my staff what it is that we're supposed to do to prevent a hundred and two thousand people from losing their minds at the same time. Grind, I'm, I'm, grind, I'm kind of trying to work you up a little bit, but Auburn's got a little favoritism lately. It's been a, been a few calls that's that's done some games. Uh 
It was absolutely a fumble. His hand was down. Nothing else was down. The ball came out. It was on the ground, and Arkansas recovered it, and they made up a call. It's the end of the end of end of deal. The halves get calls in this league. I, I've tried to defend the league for a long time, and I, I can't do it anymore. The halves get calls in this league. The have-nots don't. Now, you know that going in, so when you bitch about it, it's kind of like, well, I mean, you, you know the rules. And you can become a half. It's not always the same exact. Yeah. Or, I mean, yeah. It's, well, it's, I mean, like from a league standpoint this weekend. They need Ole Miss to win a football game. They, they need Ole Miss to win, not LSU to win. LSU winning does not a damn thing for the league. No, nothing. Ole Miss winning kind of. You want the Ole you Miss. You got a top 10 team going to Auburn next well, week. Well, Auburn doesn't play next week, this yeah. week. So you. Auburn's coming off a win. You want Ole Miss to win so you can hype that game next week. Yeah. Who plays next week, by the way? I didn't even look. I don't know. Ole Miss goes to Auburn, Georgia, Florida. That's your CBS game. Okay. Mississippi State plays host to Kentucky. That's kind of interesting. Uh, Vanderbilt plays Missouri. That sucks. Ooh. So what time's the Ole Miss-Auburn game? I mean, what do we got? Well, you got Florida-Georgia's the 230 game because okay. it always is. So you got Kentucky, Mississippi State, okay. Ole Miss, Auburn. Ole Miss, Auburn's got 11 a.m. ESPN on it, doesn't it? Uh, that are 6.30. I don't know. I could go either one. Oh, they could do a 6.30 ESPN game. Yeah, yeah. Up against a 6.30. Mississippi State, Kentucky feels like an SEC network game. I don't know. We'll see. ESPN has either a 5.30 or a 6.30 slot next week. Is that right? Yeah. I don't sure? know what they're filling it with, but I'm pretty sure. Okay. Interesting, because I mean this, you know, because th- this weekend the SEC didn't get the eleven o'clock slot. It mm-hmm. was a, it's a Big Twelve game this weekend. Yeah, I forget who it is, but it's Big it's Big Twelve this weekend. Well, this weekend there's just nothing on the docket. There was nothing to put there. You've got Alabama, Tennessee, Arkansas goes to Little Rock to play Pine Bluff, Ole Miss, LSU, Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Texas A and M. That's all you got. I did love the Knoxville radio station getting mad at Pat Forty to the point they said, hey, we're just not going to let you on our station anymore. Oh, well, that's going to break Pat. I mean, Oof. I'm telling you, Pat can't come on the Knoxville radio. What did he say? I, I don't know. I, 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 Dambo blew, him up, blew up Tennessee pretty good, but I don't really know what Forty or anybody else The did. fans or the administration? Uh, fans, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't see anybody necessarily criticizing Danny. or The, the only thing I'm criticizing the administration for is Heupel over and over and over going a few fans, and yeah. then Danny multiple times going, well, there were several. Yeah. Yeah, several thousand. Several thousand. Not several. Again, I don't hold it against Heupel. He's down on the sideline. He's got his headset yeah, on. what the hell is he supposed to be doing? Well, I mean, he's got his headset his on. He's not locked into that stuff. I mean, he knows it's not a few. He does. But he's cascading. But he's got stuff going on. He does. He's not the one that should be having to make the statement about what it was or wasn't. I mean, uh, injury-wise, we'll see. I mean, I highly doubt we're getting any information, but Ole Miss came out. You highly doubt it? I highly doubt it, yeah. Well, that's an accurate statement. You highly doubt it, too. I completely doubt it. You, you don't I, think he's, he's going to pull a Matt Luke today? Come and go, guys, right off the top before you even ask. Let me, let me lay it out there for you. I doubt it in totality. Okay. I got a lot of hits yesterday, including Jared, Jared Duke said he was had an asthma attack just reading the tweet yesterday. I saw that. Four different offensive linemen played 103 snaps for Ole Miss <laughs> yesterday. Oh, my God. 
I mean, they did a better job on defense getting some other dudes in. It was not aggressively bad on defense on Saturday. But on offense, holy hell. Four the, dudes. Well, the defense made a few stops, which is one of the reasons they kept the count down a and, little bit. And, I mean, bit. Cedric Melton has not played a ton of football. He played 80-something snaps yesterday because Jordan Rhodes got hurt. Yeah. So. Rhodes came into the game hurt. Yeah. So, we'll, uh, we'll move on to second. First team by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All running and processing is done in Memphis. Uh, a leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662 234 2704 or J-L-O-W-E at community, We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. We've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well at GrenadaNissanUSA.com. We'll have the uh, MPW Digital pregame show up sometime Thursday. Got about 2,500 views. Please watch it. Hit the like button. Even though it's not a live thing. Don't need the like button. The like button would be really nice. Tell your friends. Subscribe, bell, all that stuff. All that stuff. Uh, Walk-Ons puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, quality fresh ingredients you can't help but crave. Coming soon in like, I don't know, three, four weeks. It's uh, Walk-Ons Sports Bistro, 1737B University Avenue. In Oxford, and the one in Ridgeland is open, 720 Highland Colony Parkway. If you're looking for a place to watch Monday night football in the Jackson area or getting ready for uh, next weekend if you're not heading up this way, 720 Highland Colony Parkway in Ridgeland is the place to go. And that's Walk-On's Sports Bistro. Uh, the Oxford Exxon Podcast also brought to you by Brothrow. It's a social sports betting network. It's free to use. Uh, I was introduced to Brothrow pretty recently. It's a really fun, cool way to bet. No third party, so there's no juice. Over time, that saves you money. Uh, you can start your own group. You can uh, make friends and invite your friends. Payment happens within 24 hours of the conclusion of your bet. You can take the other side of an existing bet, start a new bet, and more. Sign up today at bet.brothrow.com backslash MPW. Uh, we're also brought to you by Muddy Water Camo. Enter the promo code REBELGROVE. Get a 35% discount on any products from the site. Free shipping on $100 or more. Muddy Water has uh, several new products on the site, including their brand new um, Muddy Water Lady Camo Apparel and uh, more. So go to MuddyWaterOutdoors.com. Enter the promo code REBELGROVE. Use the same promo code at Dead Soxy. Uh, finally had some cool weather. I put actually put on a pair of dress socks for the first time in like oh. months yesterday. Um they're awesome. They stay up. Best, most comfortable socks that you'll ever wear at deadsoxy.com. Enter the promo code REBELGROVE at checkout for 25% off. Ole Miss in town this weekend, obviously. LSU coming to town. I'm going to guess that the Grove will be kind of crowded. There are three weekends after this one. You've got uh, Liberty, which just lost to ULM. You've got Vanderbilt and uh, Texas A&M all coming to town in November, so you can still have to, you still have time to get in touch with uh, Seven South Tailgating. They uh, provide the equipment, secure the spot, set everything up for you. They offer unloading assistance, food and beverage delivery on game day. All of that, just get in touch with Kyle Thornton, 662-321-1682 or 7southtailgating.com. And uh, speaking of the Grove, probably going to be some drinking in the Grove this weekend, I'm just going to guess. So you want to make sure that you're prepared. 
Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink, and the overtime patch is used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game and ready for the next play. It's GameChangerPatch.com. Promo code REBELGROVE20, REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. And I don't know if I've mentioned this earlier. ULM defeated Liberty 31-28 to on Saturday. It was Terry Bowden defeating Hugh Freeze. Podcast also brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.net. Uh, this, uh, this weekend, they've got uh, tunes around town. That's 5 to 7 on Friday. Three different musical acts. But you can uh, pick up some takeout, get some dessert. It's going to be crazy around the square on this Friday night. So uh, 5 to 7, music there around Oxford. That's Pocket Park. That's Spring Street. That's next to the Growler in that uh, breezeway as well. All different options there for that. Double-decker bus tour is 3 and 4 o'clock. And remember, an adult ticket includes a $100 gift certificate to Blue Delta Jeans, if you uh, so wish. We'd love you to take a part of that and help a couple of our sponsors there at one time. Again, visit OxfordMS.com. Uh, yeah, 40, that's right. He did, he spent his, the first quarter of his four-quarter thing, or whatever he calls it, what used to be 40-yard dash on ESPN, but I think he's had to rebrand a few times over the course of changing publications, um, criticized the SEC for basically caring too much and destroying college football. Um, oh. That was pretty much what, what happened. He used, he used the Tennessee situation as an impetus to point out that, um, the Southeastern Conference tried to, uh, destroy the sport by adding Texas and Oklahoma over the summer because it was um, to the betterment of their bottom line, but to the detriment of the sport and even most of the rest of its members. Um, mm. Please explain to me why it's the SEC's problem that everybody else is on an equal footing with them. I'm, I'm, I'm awaiting that reply as to why they should care that the Big Ten or the Big 12 or whoever else lags behind in revenue. That does not appear to be the case. No, I don't think the Coke CEO goes, you know what, how can we make sure Pepsi's okay today? Not really his problem. That's a good point. Um, yeah, I went to that. Look, he mentioned the Alabama-Auburn shooting thing or whatever that was the other day where the fan was killed. And look, look that's it's stupid and sucks in every way imaginable. But I'm not really sure that's Greg Sankey's fault or the league's fault. Um, not sure how they would have stopped a shooting in Bessemer. be hard to pin that on Sankey. I, just... Seems like a bit of a reach. Feels like the I'm grand saying. jury would not return that indictment. Yeah, I mean, it's a tragedy on levels that I cannot explain. But, yeah, it's it's that. And then, as I segue here, him pointing out that Ed Orgeron getting fired two years after the uh, potentially best season in college football history um, is another sign that the SEC cares too much and is basically destroying the sport. Pat's having a hard day. He was very angry on Sunday or Monday. I don't know what the impetus is. I'm not really sure what he's frustrated I by. I think guys like him get really frustrated that they don't have this influence they once had. They don't move the needle in the way that they once did. Not so long ago. I think that loss of national influence is probably a hard thing to lose. Yeah, I, I did not fight with anybody on Twitter Saturday. I did really enjoy, though, and typically he kind of gets on my nerves. I enjoyed Kyle Tucker going after Wes Rucker on Saturday night. That was my favorite part of, of, of Twitter on Saturday night. Can I pat myself on the back for just a moment? On Saturday sure. morning, I woke up to a tweet from someone that I really don't like telling me to shut up, and I never responded to it. Oh, it's growth. I thought it was. Yeah. I mean, still on Monday morning, I woke up thinking I wanted to respond to it, but I didn't. 
<clears throat> Pat covers this because there's not as much money in volleyball. Um, wow. Uh, goodness. <laughs> it was right there. It was on a tee. Come on, Mark. <laughs> ask the question. He said, why does he cover his 48s? I answered the question. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, he does love volleyball. He does. Um, so, Ed, uh, Ross Dellinger first reporting yesterday that Ed Orgeron will finish the season. He will not return in 2022. Bruce Feldman then adding on that he will be paid the entire $17 million buyout. Ed is 9-8 and eight following uh, the uh, the national championship game when a little different team uh, since Brady left, Burrow left, Dave Aranda left. He's done a nice job at Baylor since then. Um, Ed has done a really nice job at Baylor. There's so many angles here, and we'll probably spend two segments on this. We'll get to picks if we have time, or lines, but if we don't, it's fine. We'll deal with it later. Um this isn't a surprise. The interesting thing is and there's so many angles. I'll let you go where you want to, but I've got something in mind I want to, and I don't want to forget it. Is you can read a lot of stories from sources this morning about all the chaotic behavior of Ed over the last eighteen months or so. Frankly, since we've mentioned since the Burrow Brady Aranda season. Mm-hmm. Ross Dellinger has a ton of information. Brody Miller has a ton of information. Seems like there's one more that I'm forgetting. There's two or three this morning where it's multiple almost like people, people had those stories teed up. That's what I'm saying. It, it but I, I, and I'd like to know the answer to that. It's kind of my point. Okay. Because look, Ed has never been the most stable human in the world. I mean, I think Ross had the line that a lot of things that's happened over the last however many months has been very similar to his chaotic tenure in Oxford back in a decade and a half ago. Have they had these stories teed up waiting on the end or have people started talking in the last two weeks since the decision has made? Because I think that's a huge difference because none of these stories are necessary. A couple of them are new. I mean, he threw a chair before the pregame meeting at Kentucky a couple of two weeks ago, some things like that. Yeah. But a lot of this stuff, including hitting on an alumnus's wife, um, a booster's wife or administrative wife or something, uh, they're not relatively new. So I think it has two different messages on when and how the information was gathered here because did everything just get covered up until it went wrong and suddenly we're going to go bash the guy when we know we've known this crap for months? Or has it literally been, hey, here's some information, but you can't use this until the very end? Like, I, I don't know. I've got a... Probably a combination I've got a little of... bit of a weird taste. It's really good journalism. It's good. It's interesting. It does tell the complete story. It's honest to the readers. Sure. But I've got a weird taste on, we know what this guy is. We've done all this to ignore it and hide from it, and we've allowed all kind of Title IX crap. We've allowed all this stuff. But you know what? Now that he's going to play nice and we're moving on, we're going to tell you just how bad of a human he is. Because the deal here is he gets paid $17 million to take every bit of the shit this morning. Yes. That is what the deal is on the table for Ed Orgeron and LSU, is that they're going to pay him $17 million, and in return... He's going to take all of it on himself. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the good guy. He's going to shake Woodward's hand in the press conference. He's going to make the joke about how awkward was that. I'm going to take a year off, and I got enough money to buy some hamburgers. And he's going to make all these jokes, and yeah. he's going to say these things. And he in looks the meantime, old every bit of the media is just going to crucify him. And it's the same dude he's always been. I mean, he's grown up a little bit, but in a lot of ways, he still has these outbursts. He still has these these things about him that make him a bad manager that it's, it's really remarkable he had the 2019 season that he did 
in a lot of ways. Well, it was the perfect storm. It was. It just, I don't know, there's something about, it's not even It's not even supporting Ed, but there's just something about the pylon after the cover-up that is bothering me this morning. Well, obviously the people like, like uh, why can I never remember his name? Brody Miller. Yeah. His story was really good. It was. It's great. Ross had a really good story. Those yeah. stories, you know, because you've written those stories before, those stories are not written in two hours. No, no, no. They've been sitting there. You've, you've had work. You've talked to people, 12, 15 people on the condition of anonymity. And I have no problem with the anonymity thing. Oh, God, no. Um, That's just required. But, yeah, literally within an hour of the firing, basically, here come the stories. And it's like, okay, well, if you had all this. Yeah. Four sources inside the athletic department. Well, well and what it okay. tells you is, now, Ross's story was really revelatory. It was. What it tells you is the decision to fire Ed Orgeron, and this this comes back on Woodward. The decision to fire Ed Orgeron was made last year. Frankly, it was made last summer, before the 2020 season even played out. The decision was made to fire Ed Orgeron. And the decision to fire Ed Orgeron was finalized in Pasadena. It was done that night. He walked into the stadium he lost his cool, yelled at a fan, loses the game, tells his team, they can come fire my ass, they can come get me. It was over. The irony of that decision being made, finalized late last week, Thursday is what I'm told, and then Ed wins the game is, is interesting. They had no one to take over the program to finish it. His staff is that bad. They don't have any – Insminger, I'm told, said no. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to do it. Um, so, Ed, yeah, Ed's going to get beat up for a month and a half. He's going to take it. going to be a good soldier. Ironically, good he's showing the most maturity he's ever shown in his coaching career. Right now. When he's doing it for a check. I know, yeah. but still. I mean, he Straight. hasn't been able to – his impulse control is awful. Yeah. So even doing it now and not going, hey, God, yeah. It's irony because, I mean, I don't think he coaches next year. I just – I don't think he coaches again. You think he's done for good? Yeah. I thought Ed looked old yesterday. He mentioned he's 60-whatever or 60. 60. Or, yeah. Also, the you don't think he might reemerge at like a Lafayette when Napier leaves or something? I don't. Could be wrong. Does whatever he wants to do, but I think he's going to go do some Louisiana-based media and chill a little bit. And it sounds like he needs to get his personal life in order. Yeah. I mean, the women, multiple women at practice fields, that stuff. That's the kind of thing that, frankly, I'm surprised that didn't get out more than it did. That's kind of what I mean. It was a very, hey, we're protecting until we're not. I can tell you that the day that the picture came out of him in bed with the woman, everybody's clearly not clothed. Yeah, sure. And that picture comes out, his judgment was really questioned. Like, Oh, of course. Come on, man. What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, everybody knows what you're doing, but do you really really have to photograph it and put that out of on social media, and then there were other, and then the thing with the the woman at the filling station. Come on, yeah, what the, are you doing? The employee's wife, or whatever. It was. He didn't know it was an employee's wife. I don't guess, but what? But you, the quote was beyond what are you doing. Naming? And then when she says, "You know, I'm married and pregnant," well, what's that? What difference does that make? 
Okay, you're not even funny anymore now. Just shut up. But here's their deal. They paid him $17 million to go away, to be quiet. And now they've got to get this right. And I don't think the list is very big. I think they did this because they kind of generally know where they're going. This is a two-person search. This is uh, Woodward and the president there, the chancellor, whatever his title is. Yeah, I forget his name. Came from South Carolina last year. Woodward would love to hire Jimbo Fisher. I don't think he's going to be able to pull it off. Um, Mario Cristobal at Oregon, his name's going to come up a lot. He has a contract that is pretty problematic in terms of getting out of it. It's 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 someone described it to me yesterday as a, a spider web. Okay. He would like to get out of Oregon. He would like to get back into the SEC. Don't think that's going to happen. And then the name that really pops out a lot, a lot yesterday was Mel Tucker. And if you look at some of the Louisiana media and his name pops up, they used his photo some. Felt like Woodward going, hey, here's something. Without saying as much, here's a trial balloon. Will you fly it? What's the reaction to and hardly Mel anybody Tucker? loves a trial balloon more than Scott Woodward. Well, loves him some trial well, balloons. I don't blame him. No, now. no, no. I mean, no. if I'm if I'm him and I've got a month and a half to do this, I mean, because something nowhere near as important, a baseball search a few months ago, he trial balloon two or three names. Sure, he was constant trial balloon that week. Yeah. So if I'm him, I'm I I now don't have to worry about Ed. The media is not going to be asking me about Ed anymore. I don't have to worry about Ed. Ed can now say, "Hey, look." I'm this team's coach until the end of the season, and we're focused on Ole Miss, and we're focused on Arkansas, we're focused on A&M or whatever, whoever they're playing. He can do that, so that goes away. So now he can he can get into the experimental portion of the search because he can't hire anybody until the season's over. He's got time to float some balloons, and I think this Tucker balloon is a big one. If you were putting money, that's where you would actually put it on. Today, yes. Yeah. Yes. Today, if they said, hey, you got to get it right, that's what you would say. I would absolutely say Mel Tucker, and I wouldn't blink. Now, there will be people in our market who are going to try to tell you that Lane Kiffin's name is not real down there, and that's wrong. It is. Lane Kiffin is on a list down there. I don't know how many people have to say it before you believe it. Ross Dellinger mentioned it. Matt Moscona mentioned it. I think Brody Miller mentioned it. Lane's name is on that list. But I think Lane's name is down that list a little bit. And I'd be surprised if they got that far. Yeah. And while I think Lane has some interest in the job, and I think that interest is mutual, I don't get the sense, and I could be wrong, and this is talking to third parties, obviously, because Lane's not going to talk about this. I suspect he'll get asked about it today, and he's going to give an answer that's going to be unsatisfactory to a lot of fans. But I don't get the sense that Lane is desperate for the job. Of course he's interested in it. Listen, every coach in the country outside of about five would be fools not to at least listen. Mm -hmm. It's a ton of money. The last three coaches who coached there have won national championships. It's rich recruiting ground. You're close to Texas. There's a lot of players in Louisiana. You're the only school in the state. You can recruit nationally there. It's been proven. It's a passionate fan base, blah, blah, blah. Everything that you want as a coach is there. 
and Lane in some ways fits Louisiana and in some ways he doesn't. Like There's a lot of media down there. And in some ways I think he likes that and in some ways I don't think he likes that. He likes the attention, but he doesn't want to deal with them. And down there you're going to have to deal with them a little bit more. He than doesn't you. want the, quote, hassle of it. Right. But, you know, and then the other thing is that this is an opportunity for a lot of coaches. And a lot of coaches will use – um, LSU has leverage to get more security and stability where they are. And Lane likes leverage a lot. Everybody likes leverage. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So his, if he's asked about it today, his answer is going to be, look, I'm the coach here. And, I'm the coach here right now. Yeah, but he's not going to fact he's going to He's going to say, I'm flattered. It, it always Your name comes up. That's a reflection on the success that your program is having. Yeah. And he blah, doesn't blah, blah, blah. mind his name being attached to every search. No, I think he believes in the principle of all publicity is good publicity. Yeah. Hey, look what we're doing here. They see it. They're, look, they're, they're in. I mean, it's a recruiting pitch in a lot of ways. Not in a negative way, in a positive way. Yeah. Anything you can do to, hey, look. I, sure. I, I look at, we got this going on. They want what, we, we, what we've got. I mean, that's LSU, blah, 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 blah. It's, not, I mean, it's not a complicated thing. But it, I, I do think LSU, I wrote this yesterday in 10 Thoughts. I think LSU is one of about three jobs in the league that intrigue him. Mm-hmm. The others being Alabama, of course, which is the best job in the country right now, and, and Florida. Flies over here now. I know. Yeah. I told him to go bother you. Yeah, no, look, I, Mel Tucker is not overly experienced as a winning coach. He's put together a hell of a year at Michigan State. Um, they're 7-0 and now, 6-0, and 7-0. and They're undefeated, they're whatever unbeaten. it is. Yeah. Um, have sort of a kind of a Heisman candidate in the running back sure. um, at this point. Uh, he's not on the way. He's on the betting list. Is kind of what I was looking at. But yeah, I mean, he's he's a guy that can definitely have some games down the stretch as they continue to win to to get into that conversation. Interesting fit down there. So I don't know. We'll uh, we'll see. We got plenty. We got months of LSU yeah. talk because he got a half a season now before they would do anything anyway because they've already announced Ed is out. Sammy asked who would be the dream fit. I I actually think it's Cristobal. I I just get the sense they can't get there. Just too much. Yeah. It's just it's a very complicated deal that he's got. Yeah, we'll uh, talk a little more about Ed LSU and Ole Miss here in a uh, in a second. Before we do, I'll tell you about Johnston Hill Creamery. It's right there off Molly Bar in Oxford. You can stop. You can stop in. You can see all the different options as far as uh, spicy feta dip, pepper jelly, spiced honeys, and many other add on items. But tailgate this weekend. You know it's going to be a busy weekend. The retiring Eli's jersey. It's going to be a madhouse around Oxford. So let them take care of your catering and tailgate on their menu. They've got charcuterie trays with meats and cheeses and all sorts of things. They've got artisanal cheese trays, plenty of desserts, including cherry buttermilk hand pies, cannolis, blackberry cheesecake bars, and much more. Sandwiches, salads, whatever you can ask for, they can take care of you at johnstonhillcreamery.com. All they need is 24 hours notice, and they will deliver right there to your spot in the Grove or on campus. That is 662-419-9201 or cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com. Automation and Control Systems, LLC, is owned by Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell automation-recognized system integrator. ACS has a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. They can custom-tailor software packages, custom-design electrical control panel solutions, and much, much more. To learn more about ACS, go to acsllcms.com. Or call 662-601-4381. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate is based out of Jackson, Mississippi. They service the entire state in all commercial asset classes, such as retail, office, industrial, and land. 
Sam Cox and B.B. Mitchell are Ole Miss grads. They utilize their unique skill sets to execute on assignments and increase value for their clients. This week's property spotlight is on the village at Madison. It'll feature roughly 60,000 square feet of restaurant, retail, medical, and professional office space, along with roughly 75 zero-lot-line residences with Pinpoint handling the leasing for the commercial portion of the development. If you want to learn more, get in touch with BB and Sam at 601-586-3220. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom fit, hand-tailored. In Tupelo, Mississippi, one size fits one at bluedeltajeans.com. Go to their site, click on the virtual tailor, and you can be measured and design your newest jeans in just a couple of minutes. And Blue Delta will make sure you are looking great. So go to bluedeltajeans.com, click on, uh, I'm sorry, enter the promo code REBELGROVE at checkout, get 10% off your order. We're also brought to you by Lamons, Lamons Fine Jewelry in Oxford, 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for um, more than 73 years. Whether you're talking about engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, children's jewelry, collectibles, whatever, they've got it. The gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. You may have noticed there's a little chill in the air this morning. It means that you probably need to start making sure that your heating system is ready to go after a long, hot summer. Get in touch with Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer at 662-801-1777. Or if you're in the Memphis area, Hernando, DeSoto, South Haven, 662-429-4429. And we're brought to you by the College Corner. It's your one-stop one stop Rebel Shop with two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. The College Corner is next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com, plus you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Whether you're tailgating in Oxford or home gating with friends and family, the College Corner, Corner has you covered for game day with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. Podcast also brought to you by Northeast Spark. That's N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Service people across rural communities. Two internet packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clarkport Studio. I've got it home as well. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com. 662-238-3159. Phone service, parental controls, network security, a wireless mesh extender that you probably won't even need, and much more. So call the office for details. Again, that's nespark.com. 662-238-3159. So the uh, Knoxville News asked the SEC for comment on uh the two calls that most people are talking about over the weekend in the Ole Miss Tennessee game, the corral fumble and the and the spot, gotcha. uh, the SEC responded to both. Said that, um, let's see, the officials huddled. As we're talking about the corral play, the officials huddled after the play and determined that forward progress had been stopped. Therefore, there was no fumble on the play. It's not uncommon for officials that are not certain in real time of the status of a loose ball to let a play finish before gathering together to compare notes to correctly officiate the play. That was their comment on that. And then uh, on the spot, they seemed a little more annoyed by even having to answer that. this question. They said the play was reviewed and replay determined the call on the field was correct. Not even the inconclusive, correct. It was, was the correct. That, yes. That's the irony of all of it is the call that got them all worked up, they nailed. Heupel responded that he was very frustrated because they were moving the chains and changed their mind. The call was correct. So what do you mean to do, Josh? I mean, I, I, I... The chain crew is local people, typically. 
Yeah. Tennessee fans. Yeah. Not shocked, babe. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's the final minute of the game, too, so you're telling the chain crew, hey, get on your horse. Which is another frustration of mine. Why are those seconds more important than – I mean, the official running with the football with, like, 20 seconds left drives me up the f- effing Because you don't run with it with 14, yeah, like, 12 to go. So you hate the, you hate the team that's winning? Like, what, what, what are we doing? Like, I mean, seriously. I know. It's crazy. With three minutes left, oh, yeah, here where we go. But 20 seconds, oh, let me hurry and make sure you get another play. It's like – I mean, it, it might be where if I was the other coach, I'd be the most sarcastic asshole I've ever – like, what, what are you doing? Yeah, why are you running with the football? Because right with thirteen, there? twelve to go in the second, you're you were dragging your fat, happy ass around this. Yeah, place. but now we're 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 Usain Bolt getting that thing to midfield right now. It, I do. Avery's exactly right in the chat. What happened that got a hundred thousand people so worked up was his right arm. His right arm. Yeah, they thought the ball was in his right arm, and that ball got extended past the yard to gain, the line to gain. But the ball, which is what matters the most, was tucked in his left arm, which was right around his navel. Yeah, it was kind of here, waist-ish area. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, how he got that open in the middle of the field is another story entirely. But nonetheless, he did not make the uh, the line to gain. It was it was it was correct. So, what? Carson, I'm getting Carson uh, sending me mask updates from Oxford High School today. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea um, how LSU will play this weekend. They obviously showed they showed up and played well against Florida. They I will say block, they changed their blocking scheme. I will say though, Florida's turnovers early kind of got them in the game. Like Florida just kept shooting itself in the foot to the point that LSU went, "Well, hell, okay, you're gonna just give it to us, then fine." Yeah. Like I. A clean game there, and I don't think you get that same result. But Florida did everything wrong. I mean, frankly, Mullen's stock has fallen to a point that is interesting right now as we move toward the yeah. end of the season. I yeah, mean, it's, it's, his it's, name came up in a couple of conversations yesterday. With It's kind of interesting. He and Florida are approaching that point in their relationship where they're stuck with one another. Mm-hmm. He can't get out, but he doesn't suck. Can't get out, doesn't suck. There's a lot of money. It's a but, bad look. But he has no chance of winning a title. Not right now. I mean, he's... Long way from Georgia. Yeah. Not not in the same. Well, and part of the problem with that job now moving forward is do, are you as committed to winning as Georgia is? Because if you're not and the expectations are the same, it's not a good job anymore. Um, Grant asking, is Tennessee better than we thought? They're, they're, they're fine. They're, they're, good. they're okay. Uh, Heupel's done a good job. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're fine. they play hard. The, the hooker kid really plays hard. They're down a lot of players. I'd like to know how hurt he is before yeah. I looked ahead too they much. They play Bama, right? Yeah. What would that line open at? 27 and a half. Oh, that's big. Yeah. Well, I mean, Milton's not beating anybody. No. That kid. No. Vanderbilt's in that game if Milton plays. Oh, come on. Dude. No. Yes. No, they are yes. not. Oh, yeah. I, I will say that, I, look, it's a great story. The Zeb Nolan kid, the GA that won a game for South Carolina, it, it's neat. It's yeah, really cool. cool. I watched the end of it. It's really cool. Did you watch it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. That's not my point. I'm not criticizing him. But 
you beat Vanderbilt 21 to 20 with yeah. like a minute to go. Like, understand what just happened. I mean, damn better than losing, as Crash would say. But, like, I just, I'm watching that going, you know what, you deserve to lose. Like, when you play Vanderbilt, you should start down by like 15 and then play from there. I, I really wanted Vanderbilt to win that football game badly. I felt really bad for the Vanderbilt defense on the field when South Carolina converted that to win there at the end. Like, it was frustrating to me. <laughs> I just... Well, like, and to Beamer's credit, he's trying to keep his kids up. He's doing everything he can to go, okay, sure. like, it's whatever, and he's, sure. and he's chasing six wins or whatever sure, South Carolina's sure. ceiling is. But at the same time, I'm going, yeah, you know you, you, you know that wasn't good, though, right, bud? Like, how, how many wins do they have right I now? I don't know. And they play so, Clemson later. So they beat Eastern Illinois. They beat East Carolina. They beat Troy. They beat Vanderbilt. So that's four. They've got Florida. They've got Texas A&M, Florida, Missouri, Auburn, Clemson. Yeah. Hard to get there. Isn't hard, it? hard to. Hard to make that work. It's gonna be tough. Not beating A&M. No. I guess they'd have a. I got a puncher shot against Missouri. Well, they beat Missouri, potentially. It's there. Missouri's bad. I was going to say, do they even have a puncher's chance against Florida? Also, what'd you make of, of Kiffin retweeting all of Richardson's <laughs> tweets yesterday? The Florida quarterback. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I got nothing. I, I, I got nothing. I don't, I don't know. I, 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 uh, <laughs> I watched that. I was like, wait, 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 what? That was funny to me. That's not tampering. But well, if I'm no. mulling it, if I'm mulling, that pissed me off. Oh, you think? Yeah. <laughs> you think? And that may have been the point was to piss off Dan. Simply to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, Lane, say what you want to, but his give a about what somebody else thinks is not real high up the list. No, That's not pretty low. If anything, kind of enjoys the the, yeah. the the push of that, if we're honest. Ellis, you gonna play for him this weekend? It's an impossible question to answer. And look, they're banged up. I mean, well, both teams are banged up. Yeah. I mean, can Braylon play? If, not, if Braylon can't play, the Ole Miss offense is not the same offense. No, it's it's. I mean, Caleb Warren's not playing this weekend. I wouldn't think Chase Rogers isn't playing this weekend. We don't think Austin Keys is playing this weekend. Austin's out for the year. I mean, it's a lot. But that's defense. Yeah. I think I'm just thinking offense for a minute. Thank God for Mark Robinson, by the way, right now for Ole Miss. Sure. 14 tackles. Well, and some credit here. Uh, Momo Sonogo was in there at the end when, when Campbell was out, mm-hmm. and he was in on the play. Yeah. Credit to him. Yeah. Because he would be easy. He would be one that would be easy to have kind of let go of the rope a little bit here. No, sure. You know, went from being a high-profile player to not playing much. No, look, they're incredibly banged up, and they've gotten hit in spots where you – You would have said, oh, God, they're really in trouble. And they kind of are, in a way. But they're hanging on because they have two. Yeah. I mean, that's... We haven't even talked about him yet. We talked about it a lot on Saturday. Did you go back and watch the game, Any? You watched it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Matt Corral was amazing. He just... I, I mean... Dude's playing backyard football back there. Just throwing it around and running and... 
faking. And I mean, just it, it's, carrying a team. Yes, the other night. Just picked them up the way you would pick up a hurt child and got them to see. Had to do with five drops, running backs that didn't do much outside Drop of Harris. touchdown passes. Yeah. Not just a casual first down drop where it's like, ah, damn. No, dropped was... a 50-yard ball down to the one, and Braylon dropped a touchdown that I know it wasn't a great throw. It should have been caught. Yeah. I mean. I mean, there was a lot of opportunity for Matt Corral to go, you know what? This- I thought he might have, like, shanked somebody had Danis not caught that ball over his shoulder that I was a little worried about for a second. Yeah. Uh, there was just a second I went, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. And then it was like, okay, he did. He caught yeah. it. Um, That's a big play by Dennis. And now early in the game, and I said, I thought this, I said this was Saturday night, I thought it was maturity for Matt that he was off early. The accuracy was not great in the first quarter. He was kind of hyped up. He overthrew Braylon on the deep ball down the right sideline that would have been a touchdown. I mean, he was, he was a little erratic, but – just kind of calmed, figured it out. Okay, we're going to do this instead. We're going to. He ran the ball 30 times, not including the times that he got sacked. I, he had to be so sore yesterday. Uh, dude only weighs 208 pounds. So I heard a, a Matt Corral anecdote yesterday. Okay. So on Mondays, for the guys that didn't play or don't play much, they have a pretty intensive conditioning session. Okay. Matt Corral goes through it voluntarily every week. Really? He could take his helmet and pads and head on in. Doesn't have to do it. Nope. Stays and does it. It's leadership. If I'm an NFL GM, there's not another quarterback in the country I want above him. No, the last three weeks I'm sold on Matt Corral if I'm an NFL GM. Now, we got to sit down with him and talk about, hey, in this league, you cannot run like that. But he's so Kyler Murray-ish to me, and I mean that in a really positive yeah, way. Sure. Like the Cardinals right now are 6-0, and and they are, they are destroying the NFL with Kyler Murray. And so much of Matt reminds me of Kyler Murray. Except Matt's a little bigger than Kyler. Let me say this. I'm, I'm 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 becoming a huge Kyler Murray fan. When you watch him play, you're like, whoa. They've done such a good job with Matt, too, mechanically, the way he throws the ball, yeah. the way it comes off his hand. Just he's he's got a, he's got some improv about it. There's some arm angles that, and different things that he can execute. It's it's And then he has arm talent you just can't coach. When he flicks it, it's and he just Especially play. his short intermediates. I mean, they are rifles. Um that ball Casey Kelly caught, it was like that eight-yard pass that he threw about as hard as he could Yeah, on Saturday night. Not everybody catches that ball. No. Casey displayed his hands right there. Yeah. It, 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 if I'm if I'm Casey's future representation, I, I send that That's clip. on hey. – Yeah, just, hey, just in case you need to know that he can catch. Yeah, here. This ball was going 87.6 <laughs> miles per hour. Yeah. From about 10 yards away. Yeah. Had he not caught it, it would have broken his throat. Yeah, and then yet Matt has these two games two weeks in a row, and he ends the game putting his head in a teammate's chest because he can't watch the last play because his defense is on the field, yeah. and God knows what's happening around him. Uh, well, that's like some of us like you know what do you expect at this point? Drama. Yeah, Ole Miss to score a ton of points. And Kiffin, it, it, Kiffin's quote that I used to open ten thoughts was perfect. It was just kind of who we are. Every week is so like so when a, the line comes out, it's ten and a half points. You're like, no, it's too many. 
Just because Ole Miss doesn't play that game. That's fine. I mean, I, I, when, when, when have they played that game? We've now been through 16 Lane Kiffin games. That game happens if Ole Miss jumps up early, gets a couple stops, and then LSU goes out of the hell with it. We're playing for a dead end, lame duck staff, and what are we doing? Everybody's yeah. banged up. What's the point? What concerns me about this game from an Ole Miss standpoint is that LSU appeared to discover something in the run game. Mm-hmm. And they're going to line up and they're going to run it at you. Now, Ole Miss was better against the run Saturday. And unlike the last two quarterbacks that, that Ole Miss has played, Jefferson and Hooker, this is not a quarterback who's going to beat you with his feet much. This is more of a traditional running attack. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's it's just, yeah, it's just, hey, here, we're going to, I mean, almost rank it. I mean, maybe not the eye, but the same concept as a power run scheme. Um, feels like a lot, though, because I think it opened at 12 and a half. Yeah, that's too many points. That's a, that's and so lot. it dropped two points. It, it had to drop. That's just too many points. That was more than I ever thought. I, I don't know what that's about. Now, look, like you said, getting up to play a home game is different. And going on the road to play a road game for a coach that's not going to be there anymore, and you know it now. Yeah, and it's going to be bonkers. You've, you thought it going into Saturday. You know it now. And I would assume as good as you can make a crowd is what will be Saturday because I mean there's no I mean there's every reason in the world for Ole Miss people to pack it out. Oh, it'll be so packed. whatever the yeah. most it can look like is what it will look like. Yeah. So I don't know what to expect early. I I don't I don't have a clue. I mean I've pulled up some lines because I was trying to get ahead for picks this weekend. There's a lot of interesting games, but a lot of close lines, a lot of weird lines. South Carolina's only a 21-point dog at A&M. Feels small. But, I mean, is South Carolina that much worse than Missouri? And it was 35-14. I mean, Mississippi State's a 23-point favorite at Vanderbilt. Sure. Is Rodgers healthy? He didn't and look healthy. And for whatever reason, and State doesn't play them a ton because of the weird scheduling, but State kind of plays with its food against Vanderbilt every time. Like, they don't blow Vanderbilt out. It it it. it. State's okay? They're fine. Their offense is stupid. That's their problem. And what's the hallmark of your program is an offense that's stupid. Yeah. There's a ceiling on you. Yeah, like their defense is pretty good. It's okay. Yeah, I mean it's all right. I mean, Bama yeah. rolled them on Saturday. Rolled them. They looked okay. Looked focused. They appeared to be fixing some of their issues. <laughs> it had been a week. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I. They wanted to get their keys back. Oh. Yeah. Had a little problem this week. Yeah, some of the cars didn't work. Okay, gotcha. Batteries came unplugged, different things. <laughs> Lord. Podcast brought to you in part by Tyson Drugs and G&M Pharmacy. G&M 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they take care of you with MedSync. Free prescriptions the same day each month, so you have everything you need when you need it. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and it's all there. They're also Tyson Drugs on the Square in Holly Springs. So find out what your local pharmacy could do for you. Again, free delivery and much more. 662-236-2222. 
We're also brought to you by Pinnacle. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, wealth.com. They'll sit down with you, listen to your goals, study your expenses, and put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan built just for you. It's mypinwealth.com. Also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Thinking about traveling, maybe this holiday season, already planning something for next summer. Get in touch with John. Give him some uh, parameters. Give him a budget. And uh, let him give you options. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Uh, we're also brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. 662 567 2573 or 662 842 3844. Brought to you by Service Specialists with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, Jackson, and Oxford. Service Specialists has been connecting candidates and employers since 1967. It's the oldest staffing company in Mississippi. Whether you're a new college grad or a seasoned professional, whether you're in engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, human resources, or more, you should contact Service Specialists. If you're a recent grad without much experience, you need to reach out to them. They're always looking for candidates that have potential and want to learn and get their foot in the door with growth opportunities. Mississippi's the small state. Everybody knows everybody. So service specialists always knows about jobs that never get advertised, and they always know about candidates who really don't want to make their job search public. So get in touch with them at 662-832-5138 or servicespecialistltd.com. Alpha Specialties at 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi is your trailer-specific professional. If you want to haul it, they can call it at Alpha. They're the premium trailer dealership in Mississippi. They've got Load Trail. They've also got Hallmark Cargo Trailers. They can work with third parties to have game day trailers and concession trailers built just for you. 601-932-9798 or check them out at alphaofms.com. And we're brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. I'll talk to uh, Chance Campbell later today. We'll have that up on the site uh, towards the end of the afternoon as my guest. That is brought to you by The Rogue. Uh, all the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. And then uh, we're brought to you by Joey Erickson at Heron Gear Autoplex. Let him help you find the vehicle you're looking for at a price you can afford. Choose from a full selection of new Chevy. BMW, Lexus, and Infinity, or get a great deal on numerous brands of reliable pre-owned vehicles. 662-571-2367 or 1685 High Street in Jackson. Podcast is brought to you by Nick's Tan and Associates. That's nickstanoxford.com for all your real estate needs here locally in the Oxford and Lafayette County area. 662-281-1200. That's nickstanoxford.com. Com. They'll sponsor my 321 football content item. Be out sometime tomorrow this week. You can click the link right there in that story. You can click the link in my signature as well on the message board at rebelgrove.com and get started on your next real estate move here in Oxford. So again, 662-281-1200, nickstanoxford.com. We'll get to lines tomorrow um, simply because we're in the last segment now. We had a lot of other stuff to uh, to get to in the AP poll. Not a lot of movement. Ole Miss moved up one spot to number 12, I believe, is what happened. That's like correct. That. Is that correct? That's correct. Um, yeah, I mean, whatever. At this point, that just is what it is. You win, and that more than takes care of itself. And The poll means, I mean, 
I don't even know. Is there any ranking that means anything at all, even on placement in in access bowls? No. A few years ago, I, well, I guess I guess there is this. If you're Ole Miss got into the Sugar Bowl in sixteen because they were had a higher playoff ranking than Florida after the SEC championship game. So I guess once the playoff rankings begin, then that will matter for access bowl placement. But that would be that would be about it. Because the only thing that we, we we knew Ole Miss was probably getting into the Sugar Bowl that year, but I remember we had to wait until Alabama beat Florida in the SEC championship game to see how far Florida fell oh, after yeah, yeah. the loss to see if they were guaranteed at that so point. So maybe it matters in that regard. Yeah, but we're not in a playoff ranking yet. So the AP poll means absolutely nothing. Ole Miss pretty comfortably in at number 12. They are about 150 points behind, uh, actually more than that, behind Iowa um, for 11. And then they are about 100 and something points ahead of Notre Dame at 13. So pretty okay. pretty situated there at 12 at the moment. Um, Just when? Where's Auburn? Uh, 19. Auburn is at 19. They are situated between North Carolina State and Baylor. Maybe Jimbo can go to LSU. Doran can go to A&M. <laughs> we can get the band back together. <laughs> That's what I love. Someone goes, would, would Bjork try to hire Kiffin? It's like, come on. I mean, L- <laughs> Lane and Texas A&M. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I mean, Lane in Texas, I could see it. Lane in Texas A&M. Not, no, a, not no, a thought. No, 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 no. Yeah, that yeah, would not, yeah. no. Yeah, I mean, that's only a little more possible than going, hey, Lane and Urson, that Mississippi State job? No, he's not. He's, he's, he's not. Uh, Ole Miss's highest ranking, again, this week comes from Nate Meek, who uh, works for the Syracuse Media Group. I'm, I guess Syracuse.com. He has them up at number six. I had him at eight. You had him at eight. Yeah. Uh, Sam McKeon has him at seven. They have three votes at eight. They have a vote at nine, and then a ton of votes at 12, 13, and, uh, and 14. Who's voting in Mississippi? Robbie Falk. Who's Robbie with? Uh, Starkville Daily News, I believe. Okay. Maybe. Where's he have him? Uh, 11. 11. Has him at 11. Um, so, yeah. Let's see. Uh... Although their worst vote is sixteen, so seven to sixteen is the, uh, the who's that? Is that McMurphy? McMurphy does not like them. Uh, he has them at fifteen, yeah. along with Kirk Bowles, Jack Ebling, and Bryce Miller. Okay, sixteen is the guy who covers Boise State for the Idaho Statesman. Ron counts. <laughs> he has a bias toward LSU, and he had, or, I'm sorry, a bias for bias for LSU and against Arkansas and Northwestern. Okay, those are his uh, his 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 biases. Arkansas fell out, right? Uh, yeah, I yeah. So. yeah, 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 yeah. I was looking to see if he had anything kind of weird. He has Auburn all the way down at twenty four. His Iowa down at seventeen. Um, yeah. Whatever. Where's you got ULM? Uh, nine. Yeah, nine, nine. Yeah, yeah. Of course. You hear about ULM's win Saturday? I heard they uh they beat Liberty Saturday night in Monroe. ULM beat Liberty. 53-yard field goal. Yeah. That Neil would not have kicked had he been the head coach it. of ULM. But I sure was happy when it went through the goalpost. Yeah, he celebrated maybe, <laughs> potentially. I'm just a proud alum. Proud alum. Doing God's work. Yep. Uh, JB's, JB's comment got censored, but it made me laugh because there's a lot of truth to it. Oh, I, I, yeah. It, it has to be censored, but yes. That, yes, that's, that's true. I mean, 
Not a fit. No. <laughs> Can you imagine Lane getting off the tarmac at College Station and there's the North Korean fighting band? No. Nope. Nope. It would be whatever Saban says to himself about the money over and over again times 7,000. Yeah, and the difference is that Saban keeps his thoughts to himself. And Lane never. Well, the Lane Kiffin tweets about his own school would be really funny. Hey, Lane, I know you got a meeting in 20, but I need you to go across camp. we got to go pet this dog for a minute. Hey, and when you do the thumb, I need your thumb to do the – no. 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 <laughs> no. It's a problem. <laughs> oh, God. So, anyway. No, you mentioned it. If Sanders can't play, kind of last thing here, um, he only played 12 snaps on Saturday. Again, Ole Miss ran 103 plays, so keep that in context here. But Sanders only playing 12% of the time, and once he was out, he was out. Uh, that left, Danis played 74 snaps. <sighs> Pearson played 89 snaps. Wow. Drummond played 94. It's only two catches and 94 snaps for Dontario Drummond. How many snaps did uh, Plumlee play? Uh, 23. Ely only 22. So Ely's in the game 22% of the time. Right what was now. the Parrish-Connor breakdown? Uh, Parrish was at uh, 61. Snoop was at 39. Yeah. Because they had multiple backs on the field for, for a good many plays. Sure. There. DeMarcus Thomas played a little bit. Um, They had to get him in. Kelly played how many snaps? Kelly played 72 snaps. Tells you how far DeMarcus has kind of fallen in there. Oh, well, he's one-dimensional. Yeah. You know, there's, only, there's only certain things he can do. But, yeah, I mean, I thought from a having-to-have-him standpoint, and I get the offensive line wasn't great, but they did fix some communication problems after the first quarter. They settled a little bit after it looked bad early on because they had no idea what they were doing in that environment. Melton playing 85 snaps was pretty damn impressive on Saturday night. You know what? He's a really athletic I mean, He can play everywhere. They slide yeah. him in and out and different things. So I thought that was that was notable, if you will. Um, so, yeah, but again, four offensive linemen, the four other than Melton, 103 snaps. Crowd came out for that one play when he had to. Yeah. They were trying to use a timeout to not do that. Um, it made me even more sure that had something went wrong long term, they would have had to put Plumlee in play quarterback. I feel completely justified in my thought on that early in the season. Well, I'm just going to tell you if that happens, my season outlook changes. Well, yeah, but am I wrong? <laughs> no, I, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, look, no matter it's not Corral, no matter what. So I mean, it's yeah. it falls off the cliff. But do you find it interesting? Again, Lane Kiffin was retweeting Anthony Richardson. I, I know. I, yeah. <laughs> we're we're covering the quarterback transfer market right soon. now. Yeah. Yeah. Um I mean, on Ely though, last thing. How noteworthy is it? I mean, he's playing early in games and then not at all. Everything's early. It's like one or two series and then that's it. Did he get hurt again? I don't. Maybe so. I don't know. But it seemed like even beyond that, it, it's a lot of first and second quarter stuff, and then that's it. Well, he's not the back right now that Henry Parrish is. Parrish has become a really good every down back. Really good in pass protection, can catch the ball out of the backfield. Yeah. Really good on that kind of swing route that's mm-hmm. harder. Than- Frankly, Corral didn't throw it very well over the weekend. Yeah. I don't think we're criticizing too much. We'll let it go. But um, – I don't know. How Just, close are we to real Heisman watch? Two weeks? Two weeks. Auburn. Get me through Auburn, and then after that, you, can, you can't coast because you have to win football games. But I need to know their record at that point. I mean, look, 
one and one, he's still very in it. Two and zero, oh, and he's the leader. And it's 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 Liberty, and then A and M, and then Vanderbilt, and, State. and then at State. His problem is almost a scheduling problem because he didn't have a big game in November. A and M's got a chance well, to be a big game. Yeah, A and M. A and M's got a chance to be big because A and M's playing better, and they've got between now and Ole Miss, they've got South Carolina, an open date, Auburn at home, and then at Ole Miss. So that huge Auburn game, but yeah, yeah. If they went two and zero, oh, he's absolutely the favorite moving forward to have to almost lose it, but we'll see. Where they are. Um, he is a plus 180 right now. I mean, if you bet 100 on Corral, you only win 180. Bryce Young is plus 200. So Corral, the favorite by a little bit over Bryce Young. And then it falls off a cliff after that. You're down to uh, CJ Stroud and Desmond Ritter at like plus 900, plus 1,000, something like that beyond that point. So tells you also how many times quarterbacks win the Heisman. So that's where all the betting money is versus other positions. Hard for a back to win. I think we're approaching the point that it's matched to lose. Yeah. Next two weeks, yeah, I, I think the next two weeks, and just see what uh what goes on from uh from there. So we'll get the lines tomorrow. We'll do that. We'll have uh, plenty more for you. We'll have some guests as well as the week moves forward. Ole Miss and LSU. We'll talk to Eli Manning. About, you're pretty excited about tomorrow. I know you're pumped. Game three. What are we talking about? Uh, NBA season starts. Oh, I thought you meant the fact the Braves actually won the How first about two. That? Two walk offs. Yeah, Go to L.A. Just needing one win. Yeah. That's true. Well, they only got one win in L.A. last time and still lost the series. They were up 3-1 yeah, a year ago. If you get two shots at home, that's about all you can ask for. That's all you can ask for. Well, like you said, just get in the tournament. I mean, sure. Dan Jennings said that all the time, too. He's just, right. Just get in the tournament. Get the tournament. Yeah, see what happens. So, uh, they, uh, yeah, Braves up 2-0. Other one at 1-1 heading into uh, today with the Red Sox and the Astros. So, appreciate everybody in the stream. We will talk to you again tomorrow. Check out rebelgrove.com in the meantime. And have a great day.